Volunteers are the lifeblood of pretty much any ministry, but finding, managing, and keeping those volunteers is sometimes easier said than done. So in this episode, we're going to talk about who makes a good volunteer, what kind of person are we looking for to be a volunteer in our youth ministry, how can we get them to agree to sign up, how can we recruit volunteers, and then how can we keep them around, as well as some of the mistakes that we often make when uh, managing volunteers. My name is Michael Collins. This is the Maximize Youth Ministry podcast, a podcast that's here to help you gain skill and confidence in youth ministry, and let's get right into it. So, who makes a good volunteer? Well, if you've listened to other youth ministry podcasts, because I know I've heard it mentioned on a couple of them, you've probably already heard people talk about not wanting just a warm body. That's something people say sometimes, is it doesn't matter who comes, we just need a warm body, just somebody to do it, to sign up to to volunteer to take on this responsibility. Um, And it can feel like that sometimes. If we feel like we're at our wits end, things are are just getting down to the wire a little bit, um, we are just ready to accept anybody. We just need a warm body to fill that seat. But that's a mistake. We don't just want a warm body. If you fill all of your volunteer responsibilities or volunteer jobs with warm bodies, people, anybody who you can get to say yes, it's going to hurt your ministry. Because if the people that are volunteering in your ministry don't have a heart for youth ministry, it's not going to be youth ministry. It's just going to be babysitting. Um, and if you want to minister to your youth and develop leaders you need to be intentional about it. And if you're going to be intentional, you need people who are willing to be intentional and not just warm bodies to fill the seats. But that doesn't mean that you have to be a youth ministry expert to be a volunteer. One thing that gets in the way of recruiting, of bringing in new volunteers sometimes, is that people think, well, I I don't know how to do youth ministry. I can't volunteer there because I I don't know what I'm doing. And it's not about the knowledge or the skill or whether you've done it before. I think the number one thing that we're looking for when we're looking for a good volunteer or anybody who's going to be working in youth ministry is we need someone who's willing to love the kids all the time, no matter what. I've said that in pretty much every episode, and I'm going to keep saying it because it really is the heart of youth ministry. It's loving the kids. Um, We need people who can love the kids when they had a really bad day the day before, they didn't get much sleep, they they forgot to make coffee that morning, and then the kids are just really getting on their nerves all day. If Somebody who can go through that and continue to pour love into these kids constantly, that's what we need. We don't need anybody who's an expert. We don't need anybody who already has everything figured out, who's been working with kids for three decades. You know, that's great. If you've got somebody like that, it might be you. That's awesome. Um, You can fill that role. But for volunteers, all we need is someone who is willing and has the capacity to be able to love these kids all the time, no matter what, regardless of what mood that they are in or what mood the kids are in. And there are other more specific things that make great volunteers, but if I could sum it all up into one thing, that would be it. So in general, that's who we're looking for. But when it comes time to actually do some recruiting, it helps to be a little bit more specific. If you were looking for a volunteer to fill a specific role in your youth ministry, then write down on a piece of paper exactly what you're looking for in that volunteer, the qualities, the skills that you want them to already have, and then 
go through, think about the people in your life and think if you, about if you know anybody with that set of skills. And then go and ask that person specifically. And when you do that, tell them, hey, I noticed that you are really good at blank, blank, and blank. Or you have, you've got the experience of doing this. And I'm looking for someone with your skill set, with your level of experience, with your, your talent to fill this role in the youth ministry. Because if you go to people individually and you tell them, hey, I need you for this reason to be part of this ministry, they're much more likely to say yes than if you just put a general call or post out on social media, hey, we need volunteers, anybody who's willing to, to volunteer, send me a DM, right? Uh, that's, that's a hunt for warm bodies. And what we're looking for, if you can find specific people to fill specific needs and go to them and ask them and tell them why you chose them, they're going to know that you've put thought into this. You've noticed their skills, their talents. They're going to feel seen and understood and valued. And that is one of the key elements of, of recruiting and keeping volunteers is making sure that the volunteers see that we, we see them and we value their work and their skills and everything that they're doing for our ministry. So start it out with that. Start, go right out of the gate by a, acknowledging the skills that the volunteers have recruit them based off of those skills and you're much more likely to get people to say yes before you start asking people to be volunteers you need to know your why you need to know the purpose of your youth ministry know your mission statement understand it know the reason you're doing ministry personally know the reason that your youth ministry exists so that you can effectively communicate the purpose to your volunteers because that's the other thing that people need to to agree to be volunteers and to stick around is they need to know that they're, what they're doing matters. They need to know the purpose and the meaning behind it. So make sure that you understand that, you know the reason why your youth ministry exists before you go and start asking other people to join you. Uh, but that's my first first two tips, I guess, for recruiting new members is Know your purpose, know your why so that you can communicate that effectively and then ask people and then ask people based on their personal specific skill sets and mention those when you're talking to them. My next tip is to keep it as organized as possible. I know youth ministry feels chaotic. We never have enough time, but as much as you possibly can, Keep it organized because chaos turns people away. If people are considering volunteering with your youth ministry and they look at it and they see a chaotic mess, disorganized, where no one knows what's happening, what's going on, what they're supposed to be doing, that's not attractive to any volunteer. Um, you need to keep things as organized as you possibly can, at least on in the staffing level, in the volunteer level. You know, organizing the kids, that's a whole different story. But make sure the volunteers are organized, the ones that you already have, because it's going to make all of their lives easier. Uh, and it's going to make your life easier because you won't have to answer as many questions uh, or <clears throat> fix as many problems because people will already know where they're supposed to be, when they're supposed to be there, and what they're supposed to be doing. How do you do this? Well, there's a couple different things that I recommend. 
First off is provide a written job description for every volunteer role. It's not required to have a written out job description for a volunteer, but it'll let them know right out of the gate what they're signing up for, what is expected of them, and where they fall on the organizational chart, is what I call it, or hierarchy chart, or where their areas of responsibility begin and end, um, and who they are supposed to report to when they have a problem. Um, All of this information written down and handed to them so they have it and you know that it's been communicated to them and you're not going to have any problems later on of, oh, I didn't know that that was my job. I didn't know who I was supposed to talk to about this, so I just didn't say anything, any of that. You put all of that information in a written out job description slash employee handbook uh, and hand it to them. And I know it might feel wrong uh, to think about volunteers as employees or Talk, treat them like their employees because it, it, we worry that oh we're gonna be asking too much we're gonna be overwhelming them and we're gonna turn them away uh, but that isn't what turns people away what turns what makes volunteers want to quit and stop volunteering is feeling like one they're in a chaotic situation they don't know what they're supposed to do they don't know what's expected of them they don't know how the ministry is laid out or organized so that they can take initiative and be as helpful as possible And they don't see the difference that they're making, which we'll talk about later on as well. Um, And we want to communicate with the volunteers and understand if they're feeling overworked, if they need to step back, that's fine. But if people are agreeing to be a volunteer, it's because they want to be helpful to the ministry. They want to serve. So let them serve. Don't tell them, okay, you're only allowed to be this helpful and then I'm going to make you stop because I don't want you to overwork yourself. Let them choose how much they want to volunteer. And you can be upfront and say, hey, this is the role that I need filled. It's all written out right here in this job description. Are you able to do this? And then if they say yes, great. If they say no, but maybe I can do, they can do this, this, and this, you know, and then you can split it up. You can um, negotiate and figure out what they are able to do. But make sure you both are on the same page right off the start of what it is that they're going to be responsible for and what they're able to commit to doing. And having all of that written down is going to make everybody feel much more comfortable and be much more at ease and just everything's going to go smoother for you. Another way to keep things organized is to provide a written schedule. Again, just like if you were a managing employees, uh, hourly employees, schedule out who's going to be at what events or what time of the day, filling what roles, um, and schedule this months in advance if you can. You know, maybe you can't. That's okay. You do, like I said, you do what you can do. Don't try to do more than you can do. That's how people get burnt out. But do what you can do to keep things organized and help people understand the schedule and what is expected and it's going to make things easier. Um, So maybe it's only a week at a time you can schedule. Do that. But if you can schedule six months in advance, especially if your volunteers are adults with families and other jobs and other responsibilities, the further out you can give them notice of when they're going to be needed, the better. And along with that comes flexibility. Be flexible with the schedule. There are other things in these people's lives they are responsible for. They probably have families. They have kids of their own. They have jobs. They have school. They have whatever else. Um, Their whole life can't be focused on your ministry. 
they have to do other things. So be as flexible as you can be. And the more volunteers you're able to get, the easier that's going to become. The further out ahead of time you can schedule things and get people to commit, um, the less caught off guard you're going to be when they can't be there for one day. You'll be able to figure that out weeks ahead of time, hopefully. And this is all, you know, an ideal situation, obviously. Um, This isn't how it usually goes, but we're going to strive for perfection here. Aim small, miss small, right? And I already touched on this a little bit when I was talking about the job description, but I want to talk about this specifically. You should provide a clear support system. And what I mean by that is the organizational chart, the hierarchy, whatever you want to call it, Put a chart together that shows them who is in charge of the different sections of your ministry. And so starting with the executive director, the head pastor, if you're a nonprofit, you're going to have a board most likely. So that would be at the top. And then you work your way down so that they know, okay, if I have a problem, if something happens, this is the person that I report to. And if you have different levels of volunteers, they can see who they are responsible for managing and overseeing. Uh, And if it's written out, you're going to have less issues with people correcting people that they don't actually have any authority over and or people not knowing who to go to with a problem that they have or when they need help. It's probably you if you're the person recruiting the volunteers. So make sure that they understand that you're available when they can call you and uh, what you're going to be able to do to help. And then the next tip I've got for keeping volunteers and recruiting them is to train your volunteers. Uh, You probably are already doing this, but if not, you definitely need to start. Even if the volunteers already have lots of experience in youth ministry, every ministry is going to work slightly differently. They need to know the local operating procedures for your ministry. So have a training. You know, some people have learned to swim by being tossed into the deep end. Uh, As a lifeguard for the past over a decade now, that idea freaks me out and I hate it. But uh, I've heard that it can work for some people. Uh, But one thing I know for sure is that nobody is having fun in that situation. Even if they learn to swim, it's not an enjoyable experience. And we want volunteering in our youth ministry to be enjoyable. We don't want it to feel like being tossed into the deep end of a pool when you can't swim. So provide a training. Teach them everything that they need to know to be a effective volunteer in your youth ministry. Because you want them to be effective and they want to be effective. That's why they decided to volunteer. Because they wanted to make a difference. So teach them how to do that. Provide as much training as you possibly can. Training has always been something that I wish I was able to provide more of in every ministry I've worked at. It's just the more training, the better equipped your volunteers, your staff, whoever it is you're training, the more better equipped they're going to be to minister to the kids. So do as much as you possibly can. If it's an afternoon, do it. If it's a week, that's amazing. Do a whole week. If it's multiple weeks, do multiple weeks. You know, if you can't do it all at once, then break it up. Cover the essentials first and then have one training day a month um, for all of the volunteers where you can just go over and try to teach everyone more and they can teach each other and it'll be great. And that will lead us right into our next point, which is establish a community 
of volunteers that people want to be a part of. You and your volunteers and everyone else that works at your ministry is a team. And one mistake that people can make is thinking of the the paid staff on your ministry at your ministry as the team and then the volunteers as like some other people that show up every now and then that aren't really a part of the team. Um, but that's not the case. Make your volunteers realize, first, you need to understand they are a part of the team because your ministry couldn't operate without volunteers, most likely. And so make sure they understand that. Make sure your staff understand that so that you can communicate that and unite everyone under the common goal of ministering to the youth and furthering the kingdom of God. There's a lot of different ways of building community. Uh, The most effective uh, way that I can tell you right now as a tidbit in this episode that isn't completely focused on community is that community isn't something that you create out of nothing. Community itself cannot be the goal or you will not be able to achieve it. If you're driving force is to just build a community, it's going to feel almost impossible to do. Community is an effect that comes about from a group of people striving towards a greater purpose outside of themselves together. If you can get your team, your volunteers, you, everyone that works at your youth ministry focused on the same goal, which should be something like teaching kids about Jesus, Uh, and serving God, then the community will start to show up. Um, If your goal is the community, is creating community, it's going to be impossible. So try to get all of your staff focused around your mission statement, what it is that you are trying to accomplish with your youth ministry, which again comes back to right at the very start know your why, know your purpose, communicate the purpose of your ministry to the people you're trying to recruit to become volunteers, because that is how you're going to create community, is getting everybody on board with serving a higher purpose. That's what creates community. So make sure you know that. And when you have that community, then people are going to feel connected and they're going to feel a part of something important, because they are. And that's going to do wonders for keeping volunteers around that the reason that people stop volunteering is because they don't feel like they're making a difference they don't feel like it's worth the time and effort uh, because they're not doing anything meaningful there's they're not getting any value the value for volunteers isn't in money because they're not paid it's in the meaning that it gives them. It is in the purpose that they feel of behind the work that they're doing. And so when you're trying to cultivate community, you do that by getting everybody to serve this higher goal, this mission of your ministry. And then that will fill your volunteers with value and focus and help them feel connected with the people that they are serving alongside of. The next tip I've got for you is communicate. Keep an open line of communication. I mean, this is kind of common sense, but it needs to be said. Make sure you're communicating with your volunteers, checking in, seeing how they're doing, asking them if they got any problems. It's frustrating, but sometimes people will not tell you if there's a major problem in your ministry. So make sure you're asking them, hey, is everything going smoothly? Do you need anything? Do you see any problems? And ask them for input. Ask them, hey, do you? can you think of any way that this event or whatever can be improved uh, because that is going to help them to take ownership of the youth ministry and 
I'm going to make them feel even more connected to it. Um, and take their ideas seriously. Don't just ask them for the sake of asking them, like you're trying to manipulate them into thinking about your ministry in a, the way you want them to. Uh, you ask them because they know something that you don't. Everybody you meet knows something that you don't, and if you listen to them, they might teach you. So ask them questions and then actually listen to them. Don't let your pride keep you from learning something from somebody who is maybe 10 years younger than you or doesn't have as much experience, right? Um, Because sometimes we can get prideful and think, well, I already know everything that they are still trying to learn, so there's no point in me listening to them. But that's not the case. They are they're a different person and they are a part of your ministry, which means that they are experiencing your ministry through a different point of view. And that different point of view might make it something that is hidden from you incredibly obvious to them. So ask them for input and make changes based off of their input. And that is going to, again, make them feel seen and heard and show them that you value their input and the work that they're doing. And then... The next thing I've got is share wins with them. You know, we don't get to see the fruit of our labor in youth ministry um, often. It's sometimes we do, it's very obvious and it's amazing, uh, but we're planting seeds that will har- be harvested later. Um, we often are not there for the harvest. So when you do see the harvest, when you do see evidence of the impact you're having on the lives of the youth in your ministry, make sure you share that with everyone who's involved in your ministry, volunteers, supporters, your church, everyone. Um, It's super important for team motivation, for community, and everything like that. So share that with your volunteers. Help them to see the impact that they're making. Again, I keep coming back to that, but it's so important. Volunteers leave because they don't feel like anything that they've done is making a difference or it's not making enough of a difference to be worth the time and effort and sacrifice that they're putting into your ministry. So the more that you can do to help them understand that they are the lifeblood of this ministry and if you don't have volunteers, your ministry can't operate. And maybe that's not true for your ministry. Most of the ministry, children's ministries especially that I've seen and been a part of that is very true. Um, so make sure they understand that and make sure you're taking every possible opportunity to show them how much of a difference they are making and how much they are benefiting the children that the ministry is serving. I hope this has been helpful to you. If you want more, please go to MaximizeYouthMinistry.com and share this episode on social media that does more to help the growth of this show than anything that I can do on my own. So thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for sharing. And I'll see you in the next episode. I hope you enjoyed that episode. At the time of recording this, we have five reviews on Apple Podcasts and four on Spotify. I would love it if you could go and increase that number by one. It'd mean a lot to me and let me know that you are out there, you're listening and you're enjoying the show. Thank you so much for listening.